I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. You're listening to the Sexy Unique Podcast. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shanghals. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. I have a... A very special guest with me tonight, my friend Tierney Finster, aka T Star. Yeah, I'm so happy to talk to you because I would not have Vanderpump in my life if it wasn't for you. That's true. I turned you on to the show, no? Um, yeah, you definitely did. I even have I've saved this formal apology um for your podcast, but I do remember slandering you for having such an obsession with quote d-listers and you got pissed in a way where it was kind of like a real like 
you were annoyed of my comment. And now it's come around full circle and you're a full Vando head. I have to say, I broke my leg and the best thing I got from that bed rest is Vanderpump. Well, you're welcome. And I accept your apology. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So wait, did you just start watching this season or did you watch past seasons? I started watching this season and then I've gone back to past seasons, but... um, I have to buy like the first season. I've seen hardly any, which is a huge problem because I would love to know where these people began. But there's also something so like soap opera about it where like I just remember watching like General Hospital with my mom as a kid and like some storyline would come up from so long ago that I have no idea about. And I'm I've never really been that way with shows I actually watch. So it's been so fun to be like, oh, my God, they date it like yeah. piecing it. I mean, it's pretty easy. It hasn't taken me much. I don't want, I want to make it very clear. Yeah, it's like definitely not rocket science to like figure out who's fucking who. Let's first talk about James's mom. Cause you did, so you, this is the first time you've ever like witnessed. I never met her before. And you didn't know her until now. No. And now I know that this might be a bitchy thing to say, but it's karma. Like, what? (laughs) She's so okay. good at her. A, she's crazily evil. Like, she yeah. just has, like, an evil energy to her. But when you watch her, because she wasn't around until last season when mm-hmm. you kind of first got wind that he is this, like, villainous mother character. When I first saw her and they interacted, I realized that she basically is Kristen Doty in, yeah. like, 20 years. Like, there's such a similarity between Kristen and James's mom that I was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Like why he would date Kristen. He has mommy issues and he's letting them play out via Dodie. Dodie issues. Dodie is such a good like, it's like when Lisa Vanderpump calls Lisa Rinna a separate show I know. But when she's just like, Rinna, Rinna, I want to be like, Dodie. Dodie has a coke drip outside Hollywood Boulevard yeah. falling over. Dodie's always on a coke drip. It's part of her charm as an actor. <laughs> she's... <laughs> always like really stirring things up like it was tim halen a former guest on my first season of pumped who said when kristen's on screen things start to happen yes that is so beautifully stated she is like the inciting incident of the whole every season i liked it when you said like uh doesn't Kristen look so gorgeous when she's angry? Because it's kind of true. Like, she, it's when her face relaxes the most. Maybe she knew that, like, she gets angry so much that she, like, optimized her Botox for anger. Yeah, her Botox is, like, really interesting to me because when she's scowling, she looks goddamn beautiful. But when her face is totally relaxed, like in just in a neutral position, it looks very strange. She probably like scowled in the mirror so much in her life. Like she knows that she looks good that way. Yeah. So when you see her in like the intro when she's like popping that champagne or just like standing very still trying to do just a neutral face. Where does everything go? Yeah. Nothing's fitting together. It's like a puzzle piece. Like the puzzle pieces are not fitting together. But then when she has like a scowl or like a weird little grimace, it's like you're the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. But her hair. I mean, I'm sorry. Like I'm not above talking shit about reality shows, like personal looks. Mm -hmm. And this group of people have (laughs) such ugly, ugly, disgusting style. And it's a problem across the board. It's a problem with everyone at times no one on this show has good style there's not one person you can point to and be like 
Oh, they I like trust look you. chic. Yeah. And the person that is like annoying me the most with the style is after this episode is Tom Sandoval. And I didn't expect to say that given like the ugly neck brace uh, necklace that Britney wears in the confessional things lately and like all of the other ugliness like Katie's red lipstick choice and a lot of those moments but Tom looks like he's the kind of guy that like men's fashion magazines that you don't think anyone actually reads like he consumes those lovingly you know like he's getting all his cues from like the GQ style editor and it makes me sick but what do you where do you think he got his hairstyle cue from because i think that that's a sandoval classic the ice leopard bun like <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sandoval original he has such strong lesbian vibes in like a in a way that like kind of brings it's the some of the bad style elements <laughs> like uh he's kind of like a butchy it's, it's like a yeah. butchy 90s clay duval lesbian yeah like where he's also like would be very clingy in a relationship but then always trying to get you to like talk about your feelings (laughs) yeah exactly it's what makes me like ariana because she's like uh, like she she appreciates it and would rather have that than like a jacks or something but she also knows that like there's boundaries to it yeah i feel like she like the ball is consistently in her court in that relationship she is making the path yeah she's cracking the whip sandoval is way too concerned with everyone's wellness i'm just i'm it's not reacting well to me yeah he has too much advice for my taste you said you said during this episode when we were watching that you hate sandoval which is a take that i've never heard from anyone so it intrigued me and i want to unpack it stand by it i have to because like I it, when I first started watching, I felt like he was one of the most endearing, level, balanced. Like, I really liked him, and I think that's why I like so vehemently hate him now because I really trusted him as like, I don't know, like the hair didn't bother me. Everyone can have bad hair and style. It's just his whole like the whole package. Like, I even thought he was a fuckable man in my life. Um, you saw yourself fucking him. I saw myself easily wanting to. Now I don't see any desire. I don't feel I'd ra- much rather fuck Ariana and like that times a bazillion. I want you to go down your fuck list of Vanderpump yeah, Rules. That is so something I was hoping to think about. I'm so attracted to Britney and I even made out with a girl from Kentucky this weekend and I thought, <laughs> holy shit, I got my Britney. Shouts out, Amy. Oops. Um, but I love Brittany. I love how she seems really voluptuous compared to all the like cokey girls, even though she's like not. She has huge fake boobs. And I love her long hair. And like, it's just so like all American chick who loves to party. Mm-hmm. I just think she's so like sumptuous. Like, I just really like her. I don't know why. I think she's radiant. And when she wears her glasses, it's so porno. It's like, oh, look at, I can't see. <laughs> yeah, I would, like, ideally, I don't think I would want to, like, fuck her and Jax at the same time. No, they're a separate but it was like a, it was an idea for me. A threesome with them would involve Jax, like, having too much pleasure and pleasure exactly. that I don't want to give to him in that way. And I also don't want to get involved with whatever, like, weird dynamic they have going yeah, on. Yeah, no, no, no. I would want to be leading Brittany in the sexual experience more. Like, I would have more dominant energy. Given that she's such a nerdy southern girl, I would have to show her the ropes. But with Jax, I would, like, let him. 
I'd be a Jax's fuck doll. I would just do whatever he wants. And I think these days everyone thinks they're too woke. So I love those two for like knowing that I feel like they both know who they are. Mm -hmm. Even if like other people think that's like disgusting or stupid or whatever. They kind of just do this like traditional gender role thing in their relationship and they don't question it that much which makes it fun to watch it kind of reminds me of like jessica simpson's reality show yeah with nicholas to that yeah i think it's also the southern thing and like britney's kind of cute when she's angry and like yeah she is cute and i feel like they get on her a lot about like accepting or like taking too much of Jax's shit but i think she does like she speaks very clearly about her boundaries. Like, even with the scene with her mom in this episode, like, she doesn't come off as, like, a desperate idiot being, like, please, baby, like, appease my mommy. She's like, uh, don't talk to me that way. Talk, use a real voice. This tone is bad. Like, I think a lot of women like caring for spoiled little babies. I don't, and I only <laughs> want to have a singular experience with him. The other fuckable people for me are, like, Stassi and Schwartzy. You like a Stassi. It's is it because she's such a bitch? I don't know. Like to me, she looks just like the cat in Arista Cats. You know, like I like her work and stuff. Like I think she's really pretty, and she's just tan and icy blonde and these bright blue eyes. She's like a little kitty, but she's such a mean, stupid brat. The thing that separates Stassi for me is like how she's able to use language so well, and like she's well spoken, yeah, and, and very self possessed. Exactly. And it, it really like makes her super dynamic. So I just want to like I want to flip that script on her and like I really want her to be like vulnerable and powerless with me and like. Oh, so you would want to like dominate her. I would. I want to punish her. Oh, my God. That's hot. Because I was having this whole vision of her being the dom, which I could like kind of see. And I was like maybe getting on board with. I don't respect her enough. Yeah. <laughs> She is so ready to attack something with, like, her speech, you know? And it's kind of like, I don't think she wants to be an actor or anything, but it's like, she could be like, wow, you want to punish me? I don't even know you. That is so scary and so creepy of you to even think about, I don't, I mean, I'm not, I didn't read Fifty Shades of Grey. If she was, like, to listen to this episode of Sup, I feel like that that would be her exact reaction. What I love about Stassi, too is how she can dish it out for days but the second you try and like throw something in her face she just makes five thousand different facial expressions and is like ah, ah, slashing her manicure ah, ah. and like That's why looking I'm so around upset by her yeah and it's like it would be fun to like punish her yeah Schwartzy, i don't know i just thought like he's like the only one that's like in the running but i don't actually want to i just think yeah, he's a he's lovable very attractive. guy. I think it wouldn't take a lot to get, like, Tom Schwartz off. Like, I feel like you wouldn't have to work that hard. You could no. just have, like, regular vanilla sex with him, and he'd be so grateful that you're not, like, verbally abusing him that he'd come in, like, two seconds. Yeah, what do you think him and Katie's sex life is like? TBD. One time in one of the reunions for a season, Andy Cohen asked the cast, like, who has the most sex, and who's like the wildest and everyone said katie and schwartz which shocked typical me. their anticipation of a wedding is just so deeply sad and uh it's like full of crazy mean drama and just like feels really gross but like 
when couples feel like that to other people, I feel like it just means that they like love to fuck each other. Because it's kind of like, what else is... I mean, maybe it's like a fan fantasy thing for me. But yeah, I think like... I feel like people who are really shitty to each other often like make up for it by like either bringing that into the bedroom or being like, but here I'm soft. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, sure. Just fuck me. I'm so like, I'm so sweet. I'm so curious as to what their sexual dynamic is and like who's the aggressor. Maybe the roles are like totally reversed and he is like super aggressive in the bedroom and just like, just like fucks the shit out of her. And she knows that like by letting him have that opportunity that she remains in power all of the rest of the time. Maybe that's why she's such a bitch to him is because like she knows every time she like drives away and leaves him stranded. Yeah, he like strangle fucks her yeah. and she loves it. Loves it. <laughs> that actually would make me really like them and root for them mm-hmm. if that's the truth. I just see like orange red lipstick all over short C's little body. <laughs> oh, you had to ruin it with I'm, that. Visual. I'm disgusted by the lip color. I've said it the once, lip color I'll say is it again. Not good. I know we talked about James's mom, but did you want to go and say that like keyword that she said about Dode? <laughs> um James and his mom are having their like weird sexually charged luncheon and okay a you know his mom's delusional because when they brought up Raquel his she goes a light shines from inside and she's so quick to be like they're all jealous they're all jealous it's like he's just told you that he's been fired from both jobs because of his own his fault. alcoholism and she's like <laughs> they're just jealous of you a light shines from inside Raquel, <laughs> and Kristen is going to be probably barren. I know I know what her retribution is going to be. She, she's not going to be able to have kids. Yeah. She's going to get older. She's I, not going to have kids. I know that's a bitchy thing to say, but uh, it's karma. Karma's going to work on her that way. That's going to be her karma. Barren. Barren. She's probably barren. That is like so crazy, loco, loco, loco. Like that's like a witchy thing to say. Yeah, I don't think I'm actively like baby on board, but I just feel like it's like a super shitty, complicated, really like it's one of the most like r- like resonant like oh like a lot of bad stuff is said, but that felt gross. I questioned the moment I was like, why is she saying this about Dodie? Like, does she? Did they, like, ever have some sort of conversation about kids? Or, like, has Dodie expressed to James's mom that she, like, has this desire to be a mother? Is that, like, is it charged from something she knows? Or is she just, like, is that her go-to diss for, like, any like woman she that she Like, she said it before. Hates? I mean, it rolled off the tongue. I feel like she feels like a lot of women are going to end up being barren. As if, like poor behavior makes you barren like, i know what? like your karma for bad behavior is like that a, you're barren a few different like m- like magical type weird things here like someone called hypnotherapy magic <laughs> oh no fucking sheena did <laughs> that punk rocker sheena sheena is a punk rocker <laughs> <laughs> i'm really obsessed with figuring out every single like sign that Jax and Brittany have in their house and so that's going to be like my mission for the rest of this podcast there's a lot of text there's a lot of signage going on so I identified two of them Mm -hmm. one is welcome to reality please visit again that's in the kitchen which I don't even know what that means I'll try my best yeah is that a reminder to them or like to other people taping or like, like yeah like what 
who bought that and what was the motivation yeah. i'm actually like super curious me too and then the other one in the kitchen that i spotted this episode was all you need is love and a dog all you need is love and, and a dog. dog is really like weird to me but it also kind of balances her out in a nice way where it's like like yes she's this like bad girl party girl who like may or may not have like lesbian flings with people but then she also has this side of her that would feel compelled to buy a sign that says all you need is love and a dog why though is jocks making chicken wings in the microwave he must have some favorite frozen brand right because like that you microwave though I mean, he has an oven, so there's no excuse. He has a skillet and a stovetop. Those are all better options. I've never eaten a... I love chicken wings, and I've never eaten a microwave one. I've never eaten a microwave chicken wing in my life. There's a bone in there. I feel like you can't do that. I feel like Jack's lied so much because he's like, "We're only, look, at we got groceries. We're only going to eat healthy once you get the hell out of here. And he like pulls out chips. And then he's like, yeah, we're only going to eat at home now. They're at dinner drinking, eating like fried chicken and rice like unclear on his health food narrative sherry britney's mom like i have to admit i'm so sympathetic to her and i've loved her presence and i just you love, love a southern woman i love her lipstick it's so pearly and pretty and like i love i think her eyebrows are tattooed on and it's like it's so not refreshing to see that look on tv i like her earrings too um when she asks Jax about his like the gay jokes and like asking him to clarify which is really awful like what do you I don't know what her end game is because I think that she's really set up a vibe that's like say that you're not gay that's like the subtext to the question and then like adamantly say you're not gay so I feel safe around you and then when he like doesn't just say that and then he gets like super defensive I'm just like honey you have had a gay experience we know it oh for you know sure it. Everyone I mean knows they even it. showed us in the um and that was a whole thing that happened on one of the past seasons where this guy from Miami the guy yeah the guy that he like lived with in Miami came back and I like mean, clearly Miami, had feelings for him. I, honey Miami you do modeling one apartment. too many lines of coke you suck a dick do anything. it's like yeah. um but Jack's being like I kiss a lot of men on the cheek I, I kiss men I kiss my father on the cheek I kiss my father on the, the lips, lips. Was I like sexy too cool. sexy I want to see that me too I was like is he like, I was trying to, like, pin his cultural ethnic background down to, like, wonder if that was just more of, like, a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Like, if he his dad is Persian, I didn't know, and they're, like, more open with, like, male-on-male kissing. You know what I mean? Because a lot of white guys aren't into, like, kissing their fathers on the lips. I, a white American guys. We kissed our parents on the lips, always. That was, like, how you greet and say goodbye. So. Your brother kissed your dad on the lips? You yeah. Mean? That's cool. I <laughs> I think there's nothing weird about it. You know what I mean? He like, doesn't kiss him on the lips anymore. No. I, don't th- I don't even think I... I don't know. Tell us. I, <laughs> sometimes. I think I Only sometimes dinner, still do. Before. Yeah. After the bill is paid. Yeah. <laughs> I give daddy a big old kiss. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Yeah. I've, I, my dad is happy I hug him. He would never expect a kiss on the lips. 
Yeah. But I don't know. I'm kind well, of, you know, different I'm kind families. Of excited now. Yeah, different different families have different ways different to show their affection. So I well, get it. Josh. Also, something I appreciate about my family is that if I sat down my boyfriend or girlfriend to like address something my mom mentioned to me that was like problematic about their behavior my mom would storm the room leaving like I'm not fucking talking about this to them it's kind of like I don't think I don't know like Sherry totally sees herself as like family to Jax and Jax is not quite embracing Sherry's family and I feel like he has the right to do so like you don't need to like I don't know that's super all in yeah, I mean, it seems fast for Sherry to come in guns blazing, being like, where are you going to church? And have you bought a ring for my daughter? And have you kissed a man? Yes or no? I'd like to it's know. It's like, why are, you so, why are you so, like, predilected to believe he's gay? Because someone said he was. <laughs> I know, but they also said he, like, as Ryan said on the last or the inaugural episode of Sup, he's, like, admitting to, like, everything in, under the sun, and then it's, like, the gay is the hang up, and... I know, but it's like a Southern Christian. It's a, especially a Baptist thing. Because I grew up Baptist. Yeah, and Baptist it was like, is a lot. I learned at a very young age, like, what gay was and, like, what the perception of being gay was. Yeah. Her mom clearly, like, is not cool with gayness. Like, pretty much everything else, but, like, homosexual behavior is, like, not okay. So it's interesting to see Brittany try and navigate that, knowing that she and Dodie have had like their moment and knowing that Jax has had various moments in the past. And so they're just trying to like glaze over it. And I think they're doing this like their move is to like address it and be like, okay, let's talk about it because it's not a big deal and it's not true. Like, do you want to tell mom what explain what happened and and, like, it's just, like, clearly all this happened and is true. So it would serve you better to be, like, yeah, or just not talk about it yeah, at all. Yeah, I took two to eight dicks in my life. Yeah, I did a kilo of cocaine <laughs> and gave, like, a hand job. Like, all throughout history, strong men, <laughs> strong men have always liked each other. What? Yeah, yeah. I gave a hand job. Gave my dad a hand job. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't appreciate another man's body. That makes me weird. I was really annoyed at the fake painting scene. There Disgusting. were a lot of scenes. Sipping. Was it sipping? The wait. Which paint one? Oh, no, no, no. Studio? Not the paint sip studio. Oh, the, the restaurant. Fake, the restaurant. Like the fake Villa Blanca. Like let's paint Villa Blanca scene was like. I was just as annoyed as Victor, Lisa's painter, who was clearly over it. He's, like, going to have to go over the entire back Dang, room again. again. Victor was a breakout from yeah. this episode. He, like, eye-rolled and then just, like, started painting. And then Lisa and Katie had that whole talk. Katie's, like, kind of just, like, flapping her paintbrush against the wall. She's not doing anything. Victor was so dynamic compared to Peter. Yeah. And Peter just goes, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't. Peter's like a sitcom. He's like a sitcom character who like just sir he his only like service to the show is to give a one word like reaction. La la here, nope. Nope. Mm. (laughs) I'm freaking out. (laughs) I loved it when he was so worried um about like the tragedy during um Pride, like after Pulse. Like he did not know what he was gonna do if the team didn't show up and when those guys started flooding in 
he was so relieved and that's like the most we've ever got from him yeah peter's drama just like only exists in sir at this point he's like not getting taken out into the streets anywhere else unless he's like packed in with the bros to have like margaritas and like he doesn't even seem to like be as much of an alcoholic as most of the others. No, because I think he's like actually trying to have his shit together and like he's do like managing a restaurant. Yeah, he like has a <laughs> real job yeah. that he has to do besides being on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack's got fat shamed by yeah, the suit he guy. He needs an athletic fit, no slim fit for him. It's really uncalled for because you can make a slim fit in any size, <laughs> you know. I feel like that guy, the suit guy, saw his, like, shining opportunity to, like, Have deliver a, a zinger. And he petty. wanted to cut Jacks down a notch. Petty, petty, petty. I mean, I didn't like the suit scene because I was so distracted by Ariana and uh, Tom both having, like, those big iced coffees. But they have, like, it's such a tiny thing. But I just hate that curved curved top on this big iced coffee like a slurpee and it just looks like oh was it like the dome kind of top yeah but it's like like empty. a frappuccino yeah top. but i hate that when it's like they put the frappuccino top but there's no cream so it's just like yeah, just, i didn't even notice that the whole just you know to me it was a symbol of the whole experience with the suit shop low production value the suit shop was a is like a complete low production period because it's like in some alleyway in downtown LA and also like I was personally distracted and offended by like the linoleum floor in the harsh overhead lighting someone could have thrown up a box light yeah (laughs) it was it was just too much it's like my personal feelings about getting married are like I'm really open to it but I also like really don't want to ha- ever have to be forced to have like a budget wedding you know what I mean I like totally feel I you. don't yeah. like budgets anyways like I just want to spread my wing and spend freely much to my own detriment at times but like when it comes to a wedding like I just I actually when it comes to anything do not want to shop in like an overhead lighting linoleum store yeah. for clothes with like a snarky suit man it's like really brave of katie and tom to go about getting married on the show and like so publicly because the tone is nothing but devastation and it's like and it's gonna be kind of a letdown when they just get married i hope there's like some big drama right before because it just feels like doomsday and then i feel like we're gonna get to the wedding and it's like and it's beautiful in the woods like yeah i think that is the narrative that it's trying to lead up to to like make the wedding really pop but in the end everything worked out and like all the friends are there and like our friend like we may not get along sometimes but like friendship is what's really important and love and it's like no you guys fucking hate each other you're not fooling anyone and this wedding is literally just happening in order to like have a, have a plot and at like, this point. Yeah, for some for something for everyone to do. Yeah. And also like why did those bri- those bridesmaids had to get together for lunch to talk about the bachelorette party but they've already just had the shower. Why don't you do the planning all together? Like- yeah. Their bridal lunch darked me out. I was like that is my worst nightmare scenario to have to be thrown into that bridal lunch. I don't feel like anyone has more of an issue with themselves than Sheena. Sheena fascinates me because I think she has the best plastic surgery. I think she's looking more flawless than anyone else on the show and is clearly like trying the hardest to look flawless. 
but all of this like beauty and like maintenance is just like a facade for the deep deep pain she's feeling inside at all times and for the fact that her marriage is like falling apart yeah and she does look really she looks really good lately and like in the um in the interviews where she looks like Ariana Grande these days, it's giving me an excited feeling. Like I like seeing that bit of glamour. It's feeling more it's feeling more like housewives glamour. And like I like it, but I also think about each new treatment she does. And like I saw her posting about lip treatments without fillers where they're just like blowing your skin basically. Like doing you know, like creating shapes with your mouth without putting a filler but like using hot air like compressed air something suction like kylie jenner lip challenge shit but i just keep thinking of her getting like one by one sheena going in and getting a free sponsored treatment somewhere because she tags it on instagram and says like beauty monday and then like catching a glimpse of her tattoo and being like it's all happening like lips it's all happening skin it's all happening and like that tattoo must ground her in her like exploratory joy so much but at the same time like she just seems she actually seems more hateful I don't know she seems in a way more hateful to me than Katie she definitely is like lame like she's she seems to me in a group like she's always gonna be the one to say some like lame ass shit like when they're like let's go to like new orleans and they're all getting on board with like a new orleans thing then she's like well i feel like you would just want to go to new orleans because you like live there and it's like yeah why the fuck do you think she suggested it because she lives there and she can like and take she knows you around what to do. she's like yeah well if we're gonna go on if katie wanted to have her uh bachelorette party and fucking azusa i'd bet you'd plan it sheena i love it when stassi azusa shames azusa sheena. shaming is called for yeah it is called for it's totally <laughs> I didn't necessary even know where she was from when i first started watching and i'd be like who is this riverside chick like where is azusa it's like where there's a water park <laughs> so, okay cool yeah six seven six ten some weird freeway yeah i'm uh, i'm here for stassi azusa shaming she azusa to time. like the world at large actually still sounds better than it is because it i thought it, like azusa uh, when i see azusa or when i like visualize azusa i just see like arizona yeah it is which kinda feels like, right like to me pan like not that Arizona is so cow, but you know, just like no, just like desert. I love shitty desert, De- meaningless, bike. meaningless desert. Yeah, four wheeler, famous stars and straps, the motherfucking Inland Empire, i.e., like you can't wash it off of you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. 
Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Katie and... Lisa go to the empty vase to talk flowers, which I was just like the metaphor of empty vase and putting Katie in that situation was not lost on pessimism. The fuck is that? Lisa's always trying to like inject herself into these people's like relationships. And it's just like, I get it. It's like a show thing or whatever. And like your job to like discuss their relationship problems. But like whenever she tries to like talk to Katie about Tom and like tell her how things are in relationships, Katie just makes like the most confused faces. And it's just like, you can tell she just does not compute. She's like, Hmm. 
I am baffled by Katie and her reactions. And, like, I feel like she was so proud to be receiving more one-on-one time with Lisa, probably only because she's getting married, nicely played. And but she's, like, like the quote-unquote assistant. assistant. Yeah, like, what, fake painting? Yeah. <laughs> Um, getting being hung over and going to pick out paint sample. Like, yeah. how dare they continue that thread? It's so rude. And it's, first it's they such were picking a fuck out samples, you. and now they're painting them. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's such a fuck you to like viewers audience, too. Yeah. It's like I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, I know that you're not her assistant. Move on to the curtains, or like at least like very. <laughs> like, go the pick task. up another car or something. Yeah, but yeah, the painting narrative continued. Katie, I couldn't believe when Katie went to MedMen last time because, like, I just, I could, I don't know, like, I'm just imagining her, I know the building she lives in, and just, like, imagining her getting high in there, like. It's dark. It's dark, yeah, and I feel like she's one of these, like, I feel like her stoned personality, some people would anticipate it as being, like, really extra, um, like, because she has a problem with she has social issues like it would like elevate her social anxiety or something but i actually kind of have this romantic idea that she gets high and she's like uh bub's not that bad like she kind of gets high and happy in my head and i like that i like that and she like looks at the paint samples like lisa does this better than anyone else in the world and i'm so lucky to be learning from a master like lisa (laughs) vanderpump I wrote down in my notes that Tom Sandoval is just on one and especially so in this episode because he's just like really up in James's business like trying to heal him and I'm just like honey James is on his own journey he cannot be tamed and like he gets in this mode where he is so intense and like intent on like solving the problem and like figuring it out and it's just like uh i don't think this like redhead hypnotherapist is gonna get to the bottom of what is deeply deeply wrong with james kennedy it's like his furrowed brow that is making him unfuckable to me these days it's like his intensity with which he cares it's like he cares too it's much feeling like it's taking him too long to, it's like he's giving us this big analytical drama when we're watching these basic simple situations so it's like chill out I was obsessed with James being like talking to his therapist or talking to the hypnotherapist and being like, she's like, what do you want? And he's like, people see me. They say like, he's, he's this British kid, hair, perfect. Perfect hair. Do you know? And like, (laughs) it's just was incredible. James thinks so highly of himself and like. In James's world, everyone's jealous. Yeah, his, his hair mom is, is perfect. Him, like they're all, you really fuck up your kids if every time they have an issue, all you do is say tell that them other that other are people are jealous. That's a psychotic thing to think. Yeah, and you're just like so wrong if you so think that. Spoiled. And then Sandoval just goes, "He's a delicate guy." It's uncalled for. I like it when Dodo and them are all like, "Why are you supporting James so much?" Because it's like. Sandoval's vibe to me in this episode and what I've been picking up on that is like the epitome of why I no longer have such um, pleasant feelings towards him is that he just seems so much like a college RA and that's why he's like there to break he's mobilized break up the problem be a good listener give some sage advice try alternative wellness like he's just so present for everyone in a way yeah I resent it Ariana 
is such a horse person we should have known i mean i should have known at least do you like can you ever tell i i didn't grow up with horses i didn't grow up knowing any horse girls really so my mom taught me to spot horse people how which is in like a judgmental way like just a vibe that's the thing it's not really a certain look sometimes it's a clothing look but like yeah uh just and what was so shocking to me is like my mom would reference them as um horse people and ariana tonight says like um yeah like the thing is like unless you are a horse person and i was like whoa i've never heard a horse person be so self-aware that they were like a weirdo horse person well i think you're either a horse person or you're not you're not yeah i mean i think they're magical creatures i wasn't able to have a 22 year old 22 year long love affair with a horse like ariana did but it seems to have really satisfied her yeah i think she really got a lot out of that relationship and then i was like watching and i was like wow having a horse is like a chic thing right? yeah like it's money. like a, yeah, it, it connotes like money and for status sure. and whatever. And then I was like, Ariana may be too chic for this show. Yeah. And like it kind of in my mind put her on like a different playing but field. It's funny. Yeah. Because in only, only, only in this environment does she get to be the chic and woke one. You know what I mean? Because compared to like other people, she's tried to like talk about gender equality more. Mm-hmm. But it's different but like in terms of gender and vanderpump like i loved like a slurring like not even slurring but just choppy it's Gigi or i think she says it to her when she's like to raquel like um as miss california your qualities feminism like she says it all jumbled your qualities as miss california feminism like, it's like feminism as if beauty pageants have a rooted history in gender equality and like <laughs> feminist liberation <laughs> As a woman who, like, runs around in her swimsuit and, like, primarily, like, flaunts her body in order to be accepted and, like, participates in a beauty competition that's partly founded by Donald Trump, yeah. isn't your main quality supposed to be, like, feminism? feminism? Exactly. Raquel's like, oh, what? Raquel's like, uh, I heard you're obsessed with my boyfriend. That's the longest sentence Raquel's ever, ever said. said. And she seems totally like to th- like this newest episode. She had so much makeup on that she looked a little older and like a um, like a news host way. But normally she looks like 14 years old. Like yeah. she's so familiar to me as like I don't know where she's from, but she I guess California. Like She has such a va- like a Calabasas stupid high school girl vibe. Raquel really came alive this episode yeah. in ways that I didn't know she had you in finally her. finally saw the light. She was like, she graduated from like Westworld robot lady to like <laughs> department store mannequin. Yeah. That they dressed up for like a nighttime look. <laughs> I thought you were going to say department store manager. And I was like, she doesn't even have. No, Raquel cannot do the that. Present. No, she would be <laughs> mannequin a mannequin. dressed up for evening. Yeah, that like someone put a magic town. spell on her and she like came alive and then like went out to the show. And, like, when James was playing his music, when it cut to her dancing, I was like, oh, my God, Raquel is living her fullest life right now. You know who Raquel is the most like of anyone on the show? Sheena. Raquel and Sheena are very Mm -hmm. similar. They both are like, we just love musicians because they get that we're weird. Raquel does not even know her own name, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) She's just like, here's the judges say it. Just for James also to say, like, he's already said it so much, but, like, along with the hair and everything else that he mentioned, like, being, like, I mean, 
I could sleep with a model any night of the week. For like, yeah, models like Raquel. The Hadids aren't fucking you, James. The performance, I'm not going to hate on it as much as I would expect myself to because if James Kennedy can rap live to a crowd, like, yeah, I can keep pursuing whatever I like to do, too. Like, If he can get a show where people actually show up to see him perform, then literally we're going to win Oscars someday. You would think the way that James has talked about uh, and i do think we'll win oscars someday but the way that james talks about we're done now yeah like okay yeah just so everyone knows um (laughs) you would think securing a dj gig in la is the hardest most taxing test ever like james acts like he's like crawling up and down the boulevards looking for a job like as if he's earned something so special by having school nights with james kennedy at the red berry it's like you basically can start djing anywhere (laughs) you have to admit it it's totally not rarefied that's so true even i was getting seduced by james's dj i was like wow you know he did graduate from pump and like he is doing things he has his own residency i'm like if like, okay, I'll admit that I DJ at parties, and I was thinking, like, a shade to James in my own head was because I don't prioritize, I don't prioritize DJing at all in my life is, like, what I do, but it made me want to be vindictive to James Kennedy. Like, bitch, I DJ all over this city. <laughs> you have many, many residencies. Yeah. <laughs> and People then- say me, you know, tinny. <laughs> perfect hair. So cowgirl hair, perfect. Fuck any model she wants. <laughs> My also, maybe my favorite and perhaps most uncomfortable moment in this whole episode was Tom and Katie going to their prenup attorney Uh and like having to state their assets on camera, which was truly an uncomfortable exercise to suffer through. If I only had $5,000, there's no way I'm spending $2,500. And I get like maybe there's other money in the works they're not talking about, but like. Where is it, the Bravo production budget that they're paying for the wedding? Because, like, if you both have $4,000, like, and you're spending six on flowers. I had intel that their wedding was paid for through their, like, Instagram posts. So they did, like, sponsored oh, Instagrams. Yeah. And then they funneled that money, like, into their wedding. Which is, like, cool. hey, that's yeah. a cool hustle. I like, like you got it done. But, like, the show gets so difficult and amazing to watch sometimes because... I like personally take on the shame of all the people that are on this show. So as a viewer, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I'm yeah. Like I feel personally responsible for like shouldering the shame of this like Mm -hmm. prenup lawyer meeting. Such an empath. I am. I'm really discovering that about myself. (laughs) And so like when they have to like state that they have like 200 in my checking account and 4,700 in my savings. And then this, literal crypt keeper of an surfer of a lawyer he's like i did not come back from the dead for this meeting like like, i didn't unbutton my blouse for this type of figure yeah he's like literally so chill he's practically horizontal and he's just like basically has the easiest prenup agreement job of all time because he has to just write like they get to split custody of the dogs and then like sign here essentially it's just so funny like the way that tom played it um 
with the screenshot yeah because i was he's like oh i have a screenshot i don't need to say it aloud like my fucking dumbass fiance i can <laughs> show you the screenshot but then no 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 crypt keeper is like oh okay so you have less money than katie and it's like <laughs> why are you like I their biggest tr- asset at this point is gordo yeah and like maybe a gordo instagram will pop off yeah. i'm just curious and it, i'm not hateful because like I think we all deserve to receive abundant blessings in our life, but I'm curious what the nature, like how will they be making so much money that they'll have to divide? I don't know. I mean, you never know what can happen in this wild world of Hollywood, clearly, but like, I don't think we ever got to the bottom of like, did they decide that like, if they get divorced, they're not taking each other's money. I don't think that question got answered yeah i think they had the moment where tom schwartz said like i wouldn't want to take her money and i don't think she'd want to take mine and then i felt like uh, yeah no confirmation on that so i don't know like where exactly they landed on that the plot thickens like if you could give any of them a spinoff who would you give i would love to actually see Kristen and jack's participate in an episode of naked and afraid yeah that's like i would love to like merge those two brands Mm -hmm. and then like see what happens they would be really really they would be really really good and they should consider doing an episode i think it would go well after all the like prenup stuff like the the like last fourth of this episode i would say took a real scripted turn it felt like the hills like from the time yeah. that ellie met up with sheena and then like started talking about james's like dj night and should we go i was like wait we're in hills territory now obviously everything is like produced whatever but i feel like this episode had a nice sequence of like a lot of different pockets of these people's life like it was a little bit more ensemble than other episodes like sometimes you just get them all together all the time so it this felt like really nice like smatterings of everyone like existing like jumping together. around from yeah. place to place yeah and then you checking finally, in yeah and then you get to the end and it's like everything is so forced like what does Gigi get like five hundred dollars like does she get like a mini bonus for like having a mild mild like you know storyline i don't get it yeah I don't get what Gigi and Ellie are really getting out of this confrontation except for like added camera time and like and totally looking like looking just like idiot bad conceptually I understand like wanting to fuck James Kennedy like I understand having an attraction to him seeking him out having like a wild night and having sex and then taking a picture telling your friends and then never talking about it ever again. again and it becomes just like your dirty secret that you just hold on to and like remember that one wild night you had but I don't understand why you then would want to like fight for that memory and then have that become like your own personal brand is like the woman one of the two women that James cheated on his Westworld robot girlfriend with honestly boo who he cheated who cares like that's a big storyline you know what I mean like if it was more of a salacious story it would be really cool, but it's like, oh, so you guys had like a nice consensual night and you took a picture because you were clearly stoked on being in bed with the perfect haired James Kennedy. I fucked the most amazing guy last night. <laughs> He's British with like perfect hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
He lives in this old dude's apartment and like lives behind a screen. And it's we so had this cozy. Incredible night of lovemaking on March 13th. And here's the screenshot of and him. He played while he's his asleep. music for me. I, he even let me borrow clothes. That was where it went too far. She brought the little baggie of clothes that he had apparently let her borrow. I thought that was like a power move, though, kind of. Yeah. But then also, I'm just like, you guys, like, at the study. stand down at the study, of course. When you bring up the hills, it just further reminds me that of how low budget and crap the places that Vanderpump's cast, like, frequents are. There's so many cool things to do i just feel like it's just so typical it's like let's all sacrifice everything to move to la to live in this shitty apartment and eat at big wangs (laughs) let's like go to a sports bar anywhere okay so sheena and ellie like talk and they decide that they're gonna crash the party and then sheena's my favorite lie shay's in the studio all weekend it's like no shay's like jerking off with like a rope around his neck all weekend chugging praying to die (laughs) and like and then Ellie is like, we're going to crash it. And then Brittany and Jax have that like fake ass dinner where they also decide that they're going to crash or Jax decides he's going to crash the party. And like then when like Kristen and Carter showed up, I was just like, you guys are kind of like it was just like a really trashy look to me mm-hmm. to like go out of your way to like go see and try and like engineer a person's failure and like antagonize them. Yeah. Not that I think they're necessarily above any of that. I just think I'm, I'm like, wow, like that's so it's poorly like, who played. Cares? Yeah. yeah. Especially when what we hear from them all, like basically every person that went with a hater spirit is also on tape being like, I just need James away from me. I just need him to get away. He can't work here. He can't come. He's not invited. He can't be with me at this table. It's like, I don't know. I just think like when you're truly giving so much energy into wanting distance from a person because you think he's gross. Even if you're on a reality show where you all do have to interact at different points, I would never be the type of reality show participant that would go down as, like, haunting the people that I say I hate. Yeah, like, I'm not going to try and, like, go... I'm also not going to try and get my boyfriend to go to my ex-boyfriend's big event and then, like, watch him, like, fail at this event. Like, I have better things to do. And so it's just, like, it's so... They all, but they all do this where they fall into this like backwards mode of thinking and they all like, they play themselves as being like total hypocrites because it's like Kristen goes there, this fight goes down and as she's watching, she's explaining to Carter, like gleefully being like he, those two girls like fucked him when they knew he had a girlfriend and it's just like, bitch, like you did the same Same thing with Jax like twice. So like what, like what moral high ground are you like standing on right now? Like yeah. looking down. The from central your, like, conflicts high... are all hypocritical and it yeah. makes it like, as you say, like su- super entertaining, but I feel you on like receiving all that shame. Like, I don't know because maybe, I don't know about you, but maybe we both do. Like I definitely have some like party girl PTSD of like shame and guilt when I was a teenager and I would like drink a handle of vodka and like start some shit. Yeah. And be, like, sexual dramatic all types at once often and like i did get like a high from like that i don't know you're young and you're like creating an identity for yourself but i did feel such 
shame and like when when they're talking when it's kind of it just reminds me of like in high school everyone would play 10 fingers but we all would like make sure each other lost so it'd be like lara i know you know like what's 10 fingers so you all sit in a circle and you put up your full you know your 10 fingers maybe there's other like never have i ever okay you know okay yeah yeah, never have i ever been eskimo sisters with Gigi. you know and it's just like so Gross. The whole thing is gross, and even it's like, like the only word we use to talk about Vanderpump Rules. But it, it's true; like it gets so gross sometimes. Styling, like, locations, personalities, attitudes. Gross, 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 gross. <laughs> like everything, and like the just to me, it seemed so weird. But it was also kind of meta because, like, Sheena even says to someone, she's like, "Who does she say it to?" She's like, "Oh." this is like a car accident that you just can't turn away from. And I was like, that's how I feel about Vanderpump rules. Like it, it, this whole thing, this whole show, this whole world is a car accident that I can't turn away from. But for some reason, them doing it feels gross to me and me doing it feels lol. No, I mean, I definitely like love this cast. (laughs) I love the story. (laughs) I feel deep, deep love for them. (laughs) But also deep confusion and shame on their behalf. I feel really confused just because, I mean, I understand that this is, like, a produced thing. And, like, Jack's probably, like, like, I'm wondering, like, does he have to go to that event? Or does he get to kind of choose if he's going to be involved in that scandal? Because during the dinner with Brittany, like, there was absolutely no motivation for, no authentic motivation for him to go yeah i mean there's no real motivation for any of them to go except to like start shit so like i mean i think that they're probably encouraged to go by producers but like i think that they are the kind of people that want to go and they want to participate and like want to see all this shit go down there and it like gives them great pleasure to like see james like get thrown out of his own dj gig it's maybe like what i appreciate most about the show and i don't know if it's true or not but like of all the reality shows i've ever watched and i also am a huge fan of unreal like talking bts on like the bachelor type shows that i actually never watched i feel like this cast doesn't need that much prompting like i feel like the producers have a way easier job than they do on other reality shows to create situations like these people are like self-starters like yeah i think that they all the thing about them that sets them apart is that all their drama is very real and they will be the first ones to admit it and so they you're right they don't need much like prompting or whatever like they willingly and actively participate in this kind of like these types of shenanigans every day of their lives so like all the the only difference is like the cameras are rolling some days and not others but it's like it feels like a very exhausting way I'm to live. I'm so tired. Like, like, I cannot. I'm laying down now because <laughs> I can't even. Just thinking about Katie's mind. Danny, there's not much to think about I would about drink there. like that, too. Yeah. With so many racing thoughts you don't understand happening at once. <laughs> <laughs> also, when they can. When, so when Gigi finally confronts Raquel and they're, like, calling each other girl, I really like that. Uh! They're like, no, they girl. They said it like three beats after each time they finished stating something. Yeah. Like, that's not what I heard, girl. girl. Oh, really, girl? Because, like, I heard that you're obsessed with my boyfriend. In those moments, that's when someone like Stassi just really shines, like, 
by contrast. Yeah. Where if that was her environment, she she's just so good. It's almost like do your due diligence. Like for someone like Gigi or Raquel, it's like you want to be in the mix so bad. You're like, you're fucking James Kennedy. Like um, kind of get ready to like dissect that for the camera, you know, or like be punchy. Yeah, they really didn't like give me the zest that I needed. Like pulling the clothes out was a real power move where I, I really actually did like that and appreciate that. And thought it, like, added a little spice to the mix. But otherwise, I was like, that confrontation really fell flat. Like, what are you... But I don't think that they even know or understand what it is they're trying to get out of this confrontation. Any of it. And they, Yeah, any of it. Like, what is their end game going there? Like, they confront James or they, like, yeah, like, they just like throw it in Raquel's face that they've both fucked her boyfriend and then what are they expecting like for Raquel to like register that and like break up with James on the spot spoiler alert she's fucking dumb she doesn't have like thoughts like normal people so it doesn't affect her and like James is psychotic and like he's not gonna ever admit it so you're basically climbing like up a hill you're never gonna reach the top up so I don't get it I feel like everyone just needs to check their motivations at the door uh, yeah, they probably need to talk to Sandoval more. Yeah, I think they do actually need a one-on-one <laughs> consultation with Sandoval. Cocktail with Sandoval. I'm into Sandoval's like wellness endeavors. I feel like he is just the most blatant in his search for a spinoff, and I used to support that idea. And I think that's like maybe what I'm reacting to. Also, like he's almost doing his job too well for me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like you're like you're really highlighting what you like: travel, wellness food drinks like <laughs> you think he's being really calculated yeah i definitely do i feel like he's like the ryan seacrest of vanderpump rules like, oh my god that's a good read actually he kind of is the ryan seacrest he's like of a vanderpump silent Pool. engineer that acts like a fan wow that's a hot take yeah i enjoy 800 that. more words tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh my blog. check it out yeah Tierney loves pump mm-hmm. Pumped Tierney. <laughs> <laughs> At pumped Tierney. <laughs> Tierney pumped. I like it. I like that. You could have like a, it could be a dual thing. <laughs> There's like one is just the Vanderpump rules and then one is like a whole porn, porn site. Out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like cam girling. Yeah. Pumped Tierney. Cam girling with Jax. Mm-hmm. But only shot from the waist down. Yeah. For him. Well, God forbid (laughs) we give Brittany's mom anything else to look at. Oh, my God. What's going to happen to Sherry? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to go back to that ranch in Kentucky. Maybe she'll be on the Brittany Jack spinoff. Well, they could have, like, kind of a simple life thing happening where, like, Brittany brings Jacks to different like all American locations, some that she's more familiar with than others. Oh, true. They have to like go through sorority recruitment or like he like. Yeah, I would love it if she could like parade Jacks around in front of her like exes and force him to meet them. I have like a weird fantasy of like seeing Jacks try to train to be a cop. <laughs> like him like going through the ropes or like trying to be in the military for a day like Cadet he Kelly. He was in the I think he was in the Navy or the military or something. He he had even some hotter. sort of history in like the US Armed Forces. Brittany must something. love that. Yeah. But then I think he was like he <laughs> left AWOL, it sketchy. Yeah, something sketchy net. happened and like he didn't 
then he wasn't anymore. Blew out his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love to see Jax get put through like a training camp. <laughs> Me too. And like having like a come to Jesus moment where it's like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And then someone's like, you're a fucking Sandoval calls. Yeah. <laughs> Sandoval's like, you've got You're this, stronger bro. than you've ever recognized in yourself, Jax, and I think it's time you finally own up to that power. And then, like, in the rain, in the mud, uh-huh. he's, like, climbing through, like, a course, and then he, like, has, like, a realization moment and, like, finds a deeper strength within to go on. And that's where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my thank guest. Thank you for having me. I love all your takes. I love, like, getting into like the deeply sexual vibes of the show oh yeah vanderpump for me is erotica it's i guess it keeps coming up like a hateful a hateful it's erotica a hate fuck. Yeah, yeah which one of the most special categories <laughs> tell our listeners where they can find you on social media uh you can find me not at pump tyranny but at t star seven t s t a r seven on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Love that. Well, do follow. Do follow. Do click the like button. With haste. <laughs> hate like everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do uh, a hate follow. I'd be honored if you hate fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.